Hello, hello, welcome back to episode 15 of the Leading Yourself podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that I'm confident to say everyone has faced at one point in our lives. We all struggle with delaying, avoiding, and procrastinating on issues that matter to us. But we all also have very productive moments when we temporarily figure out how to stop procrastinating. And it is in those moments that we have felt the most satisfied and accomplished. In today's episode, I want to unfold the reasons why we procrastinate and share with you some of the tips, tricks, and lessons learned that have helped me fight and overcome procrastination. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. So what exactly is procrastination? I had to go to my Google search bar and search for the word. And what I found as a definition for procrastination is simply the act of postponing or delaying a task or a set of tasks. Procrastination is one of the main barriers blocking us from getting up, making the right decisions, and living the life that we dream. Recent studies have shown that people regret more the things that they didn't do than the things that they did. And that feeling of regret and guilt resulting from missing an opportunity tends to stay much longer with us. The truth is that when we procrastinate, we are wasting time that we could have invested in something meaningful. So it has kind of a double negative impact in us. But why do we procrastinate? Why is that we push away tasks and activities that we know will take us closer to our destination, that will help us achieve a goal, and in many cases, that will help us live our best lives? I've been reflecting a lot about this topic because I found myself procrastinating a lot lately. I've decided that I want to write a book in English. A book focused on personal development and leadership. Writing this book is one of those 10-year goals, one of those big dreams that I want to fulfill. And not only to write a book, but to actually publish the book. Writing this book is very important to me, and I know that the only way that I will be able to publish the book is if I write it first. And that in order to write the book, that's not going to happen overnight, but I need to be consistent in writing a little bit every week until I'm done with it. 
the truth is that I've been struggling and procrastinating about it to the point that I've made very little progress. By now, based on my master plan, I should have been done with chapter two and I'm only halfway chapter one. I caught myself procrastinating and decided that I needed to step back, reflect about why this might be. As I was reflecting, I also reached out to people in my circle and asked them, why do they procrastinate when they procrastinate? And also, I've been doing some research, reading some books and articles on the topic and decided to share all those findings with you today in this episode. So here are some of the most common reasons why we all procrastinate. Number one, when I ask people why do they procrastinate, the most common answer that I got was the lack of willpower, which is one of those chicken and the egg situation because someone can argue that is that intrinsic motivation that helps us to overcome this bad habit of putting things off on a daily basis. The second reason is decision paralysis. In today's world, we, are, we have so many options to choose from, and we have the freedom to choose from all those options. And the more freedom we, we have to make our own decisions and to take actions, the more confused that we become about what is our priority and what is not. So many times we get paralyzed and become demotivated to do anything at all. For example, for me, my decision paralysis comes from should I focus on recording my podcast, researching content for my podcast, writing my book, coaching, my day-to-day job, spending time with my family, so many choices, so many things that I want to do, so many decisions to make that I get into this decision paralysis. Reason number three is fear. Yes, fear of failure, fear of criticism, and even sometimes fear of success. In my example, one of the reasons why I have procrastinated about writing my book is because English is not my first language. So I'm deeply afraid that I would not produce the quality that I am hoping to. And that if I get to the point that I finish my book and I take it to a publishing house or an editor, they're going to say that it's garbage. On the other hand, sometimes also the thought has crossed my mind, what if it gets published? If this book is a hit, am I ready for what would that mean? Sometimes we also have fear of success. Reason number four, ignoring the value of time. Time is the most valuable resource that we have, even more than money. Why? Well, different than money, we can borrow, save, or earn more time. Every minute of time we waste is gone forever. Many of the people that I talked to as I was preparing the content for today mentioned that the one reason why they procrastinated is because they felt that they still had time to get those things done. There was plenty of time and there were other priorities that were more urgent at the present. 
Reason number five, lack of self-discipline. Sometimes this one might get confused with the lack of willpower. Let's define self-discipline. Self-discipline or self-control is that moment when you give yourself orders, but you're having a hard time to follow them. Self-discipline is linked to motivation and habits. And we'll talk about these things later in this episode. You can remember the last time that your self-discipline didn't carry you through a workout or maybe avoiding eating that bagel or donut at the office or getting that annoying task done. You know that exercising, avoiding junk food and getting those things done are good for you. They will help you leave that life that you aim to leave. But still, there are days that your self-discipline and self-control just don't show up to the party. Reason number six. When I was doing some research on the topic, I came across James Clear, author of The Atomic Habits. He explains two reasons why people procrastinate. He calls it timing consistency. Timing consistency refers to the tendency of the human brain to value immediate rewards more highly than future rewards. He says, the best way to understand this is to imagine that you have two selves, your present self and your future self. When you set goals for yourself, like losing weight, writing a book, or learning a new language, you are making plans for your future self. You are envisioning what you want your life to be like in the future. Researchers have found that when you think about your future self, it is quite easy for your brain to see the value of taking actions with long-term benefits. This is because your future self values long-term rewards. However, while only your future self can set goals, only your present self can take action. When it comes to making a decision or taking action, your future self is not longer making the choice. Now you are in the present and your brain is thinking about your present self. Researchers have found that the present self really likes instant gratification, not long-term payoffs. So your present and future self come to odds with each other. That is why it's so difficult to wake up early and work out, even though you know it's good for you in the long run, because your present self wants that instant gratification of sleeping a little longer. Another example of this is saving for retirement. When I was in my 20s, my main motivation was to get as much cash as I could in my pocket. At the end of the month, even though I knew I should save for the future. But that long-term reward seemed too far away. Number seven, sometimes we put things off because they are too big to tackle and we don't know where to start. We get overwhelmed before even getting started and we get sucked into analysis and research paralysis. Reason number eight, the perfectionist in us kicks in and we don't get started and procrastinate because we feel we are not ready. We don't have all the things that we need. Maybe that is resources, support, or the time, or maybe the knowledge that we need. And we procrastinate to start until we feel we have 
everything in the perfect place. Finally, reason number nine why we procrastinate: distractions. We live in such a dynamic environment. We are bombarded by constant distraction that makes it hard to focus and to use our time productively. Our phones and electronic devices are one of the biggest offenders. How many times you were ready to do the thing? Maybe writing a few paragraphs of your book, like in my example, working out or whatever that was, and then your phone vibrates. You get distracted and sucked into the bottomless world of social media, and the next thing you realize, an, an hour has gone by, and you're running late for the next appointment in your calendar. Don't deny it; we've all been there, way more many times than we would like to admit. So now that we have uncovered the why, let's talk about the how. How to kill procrastination? Let me share with you some of my tips to break through procrastination and start working and building on those things that are going to allow you to obtain those long-term benefits around the things that are most important to you. Number one, planning. We talked about feeling that tasks are too big to tackle as one of the reasons why we procrastinate. There is where planning saves the day by taking a few minutes to create a plan of action and breaking the task down into manageable chunks. That those big, large tasks that we've been dreading suddenly get smaller and the process easier. But don't stop there. Go one step further and schedule those smaller tasks in your calendar and set reminders to prompt you to start them. Tactic number two: Start before you are ready. Just get started. Often, getting started is the only barrier between us and that task getting done. How many times you dread starting a task for days or weeks, and when you eventually did, it wasn't as bad as you thought, and you were able to easily tackle it. Don't wait until everything is perfect. Don't wait until you're a hundred percent ready. Just get started. Number three, add value. One thing that helps me break through procrastination is to think about why should I do this thing, what it will mean to my career, to my health, to my overall satisfaction and happiness. What would it add to my life? Or sometimes also think about what would be the cost of not getting started now. Maybe it's missing a deadline, negatively impacting our relationships, jeopardizing my health, whatever that is. Number four. Make yourself accountable. This is one of my mottos operandi. I do this all the time, and it works every time. I share with someone or publicly that I will finish something by a certain date, even when I have no clue about what that means or entails, or how in the world I'm gonna manage to get that thing done. Adding that accountability adds that extra layer of motivation because nothing bothers me most than not living up to my word and let others down. Number five, remove distractions. I'll go back to my example: me trying to write a book. I have broken down into smaller chunks of work, and I have added those to my calendar. 
I even posted about my goal in social media and have shared with friends and family my goal in order for me to increase my skin on the game. I know that being able to finish and publish this book will deeply fulfill me. So the why sitting down two hours a week to write is totally worth it. But yet, I don't do it. Or maybe better said, I do sit down, but not necessarily write for two hours. Again, distractions got on my way. Phone calls, messages, social media, notifications, my kids wanting me to feed them, play with them, you name it. So what I do now is I remove those distractions. I know exactly what they are, so I just shut them down. I turn my phone off or put it into not disturb mode. I do my writing early in the morning when I'm most fresh and my kids are still asleep. It's just me and a blank piece of paper. If you're able to figure out what those distractions are, you are on your path to put in place a plan to remove them. Number six, squash your unproductive thoughts. Fear of failing, feeling everything needs to be perfect before you start, not feeling the mood. Listen to your inner voice. Yes, that voice in your head that likes to make up excuses. Identify any excuses that your mind is making up. Remember, excuses are not valid reasons to put something off. They're just excuses. Get rid of your excuses, trying to find a counter-argument to defeat them. If you're going to doubt about something, doubt about your excuses and your limits. Number seven, make the future consequences of procrastination more immediate. Remember that whole theory about your present and future self? What we're trying to do here is to bring that future self into your present or at least closer to it. We know that we can rely on future consequences and rewards to motivate our, fu our present self. Instead, we need to find a way to move those future consequences and rewards into the present moment. Let me put an example to explain the concept. Let's say that you're preparing for a presentation at work. Your presentation is not due until three months from now, so there's plenty of time to get ready. You block your calendar this week to start working on it, but you really don't know where to start and there are other more urgent pressing topics at the moment, so you end up rescheduling that block of time. At the end of the day, there's still three months left. All of a sudden, you're one week away from your presentation and you haven't even started. All of a sudden, you start putting all your effort in putting that presentation together. Why? Because now your future consequences are meeting and becoming your present consequences. The key here is how can we shorten that distance without putting at risk our long-term benefits altogether or running the risk of missing an important deadline? Let's put some skin on the game. This is how some apps like Stick were created. These are in the space of weight loss, but I'm sure there are apps like this for other types of procrastination. This app, basically, you put a bet that you will exercise and lose weight on a period of time, typically in the short term. If you don't lose the weight, you lose your money. But if you win, you can make some profit out of it. For my book, for example, I copy that concept and agreed to put $2 on a bucket every time that I missed my weekly goal of words written. 
To make it even more powerful, I told myself that that money will be to fund something that I totally dislike. On the other hand, every week that I meet my words written goal, I put the same $2 on a bucket that will fund our next family vacation. Number eight, make your tasks more achievable. I already alluded to this early. The friction that causes procrastination is usually centered around starting a behavior. Once you get started, it's often less painful to keep working on it. This is why breaking down your habits into smaller size habits makes total sense. I read about a technique called the two-minute rule. It's this whole notion about when you start a new habit to do it for only two minutes or less at a time. The idea is to make habits as easy as possible to start. Let's say that you want to read 10 books this year. It may feel overwhelming to think about it when you are not really a reader at all, but anyone can read two minutes, even you or me. Breaking down your tasks into smaller chunks helps in two ways. First of all, as you accomplish milestones, you will build momentum and get a sense of progress. And second, the faster you cross off things your list, the more productive you feel. And I've always believed that you act as you feel. Number nine, build activities into routines. If you have listened to prior episodes of this podcast, you know that I'm keen into routines. One reason why it is so easy to slip back into procrastination over and over again is because we don't have a clear system for deciding what is important and what we should do first. One routine that I love and follow every day first thing when I get to the office is to think about and write down on a post-it note the three things that I want to accomplish that day. These are my non-negotiables. No matter what, I'm going to focus on accomplish and cross off those things from my list. I like to write them down in order of importance, so I focus on completing them in the same order. And if for any reason I'm not able to do them all three, at least that I complete the most important one or two. I have the first hour in my calendar blocked. I call this block time Big Rocks. So the first hour in the office, I dedicate that time to identify these priorities and tackle them, or at least one of them. This little system or routine has been a game changer. Of course, there are days that something gets on the way or another meeting gets scheduled on top of my Big Rocks designated time. But even if three out of the five working days I get to spend one hour fully dedicated to tackle my most important priorities, that quickly adds up to significant progress and traction. As scheduling the first thing in the morning works best for me for different reasons. One, I'm a morning person, so typically it's in the morning that I'm the most fresh, productive, and creative. Number two, it's before I get busy and interrupted, so it's easy to take time out and work free of distractions. Number three, I get to accomplish something meaningful first thing in the morning, which helps me to get set the stage for the day and feel more energized, confident, and productive throughout the day. Finally, tip number 10, 
Give yourself a pep talk for motivation. Sometimes the only thing we need to get started and going is a little push. So push yourself. You might think I'm crazy, but I talk to myself. Yes, I just admitted that I talk to myself. Works even better when you do it out loud. But I understand it's not always possible. You don't want others to think you're crazy. I talk to myself in my head, or if I'm home, I'll talk to myself out loud as I'm looking at myself in the mirror. As I said, you might think I'm crazy, but it works, at least for me. I say things like, Carolina, stop procrastinating. This book is your dream, and it's not going to write it by itself. So focus. Make the time. Sit down and get some shit done. Sorry for the language. But this works every time. You have the power to motivate yourself. You have the power to push yourself out of that procrastination zone and into action mode. Okay, that's it. That's all what I have for you today. We are at the end of today's episode. As always, I hope that you liked today's episode. I hope that you found the tips helpful. If you did, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It will mean the world to me. Also, don't forget to share today's episode with anyone that you think can benefit from the content. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I'm looking forward to talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.